0: Hi everyone, I'm Nina, and I'll be doing the scripture reading for today. So, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the the word planted in you, which can save you. Good morning, those of you who are here physically and those of you who are here virtually. It's good to be back after a week of uh, fighting COVID and uh, my wife and I are feeling great pretty much and uh, so we're thankful for your prayers and appreciate your love and care and concern that you've shown us. We continue to pray for those who are also fighting it still uh, or just started the battle. Wherever you're at in that journey, we lift you up and tell you there is an end. And, uh, and that end is always with hope in Christ. So, Jesus, our Lord, who we just worshipped in song and who we prayed to, uh, we, he gave us these last words, and it's called the Great Commission. And this is what is based, this series of messages that we're continuing today is based on. And he said to his followers, meaning us who follow him as well, you know, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then to teach them to obey all that he had commanded. And, that, and then he promised that he would surely be with us until the very end of the age. And so keep that in mind of why we are now going through this series called Bless. Uh, learning to share Jesus in the everyday stuff of life. And these rhythms of disciple-making are, in the sense, to lead us from being, uh, thinking of disciple-making as something additional to something intentional in our life. So we don't really need to change our habits in the sense of like what we do. It's just changing the intent of what we do and why we are doing that. So these are life rhythms. And I need my little pointer here. So if you could go ahead and just move it to the next slide. Or I think, I, okay, good, great. I think I got it now from here on. So this this acronym of BLESS. And so that's based on the idea that God in Christ Jesus has blessed you and me and the world. And if we follow him, then we are called also to be a blessing in his name to the world. And that is being his followers, his ambassadors, um, his witnesses throughout to everyone in the world. And so there's these rhythms that we are going to intentionally focus on and redeem in the sense in making disciples. And it's based on this acronym, BLESS. So begin with prayer, listen, eat, serve story. And last Sunday, Pastor Paul spoke from God's word on how everything is to begin with prayer. This is a rhythm as a follower of Christ that we build into our everyday. And this is how we worship, how we have communion, how we connect to the living God, creator, redeemer of all all mankind. And as with all these life rhythms, our attitude like I said is to be intentional rather than something oh, I got to do something else. To be a good Christian, kind of thing. No, no, it's just we redeem, we transform these rhythms to be intentional. So today we focus on the rhythm of listen. You know, we hear a lot of different things every week, don't we? We may hear one or more messages of the Word of God, uh, we may hear uh, words, instructions, or whatever, sharings from our family members, our friends, our parents. Uh, We hear sirens. We hear instructions from teachers, maybe instructions from a doctor. Uh, We get ideas and listen to ideas from podcasts or movies that we watch uh, and advertisements, uh, orders from an employer (laughs) telling us what to do. Uh, We listen to music, uh, laughter, crying, thunder, sirens from emergency vehicles, whatever, and the list can go on and on and on. We, we hear so many things every day, every week. But are we listening? We hear everything. But are we listening to what we hear? Um, we will have problems if we don't listen to certain things. Like if we're a child and we're at home and we don't listen to our parents, uh, we'll probably get into trouble. May even get hurt if we don't follow their instructions. Uh, If we don't listen to sirens in an emergency vehicle, we may get in an accident. If we don't listen to our partner in a relationship, then that relationship is going to suffer because of not listening. If we do not listen at school, our grades will suffer. If we do not listen to the doctor, our health may suffer. Uh, If we do not listen to our boss, we may get fired. (laughs) And if we don't listen to God, we will disobey what he has instructed us. I love this story about Franklin, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He was quite a character, if you read history. And he got tired of smiling and being, you know, saying nothings after these uh, many um, White House gatherings that presidents do. You know, they're like the representative of our country, right? So he has to deal with a lot of foreign dignitaries and blah, 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 right? So he would always be at the line greeting or afterwards, you know, everybody wants to shake the hand of the president. So he'd be up there with this big smile and he'd just, you know, be thing and he was getting tired of it. It was just meaningless to him. So he he just had fun one time. And so every person that he shook hands with, he would have a big smile and he would just say, I killed my grandmother this morning. And they would go through, and people would not be listening to him. They'd be like, oh, wonderful job. You know, keep up the good work, President. You know, and he'd just be like, I killed my grandmother this morning. Okay, all right, thanks. I killed my grandmother this morning. You know, and then they'd just keep going on. Nobody was listening to him, except for one foreign diplomat who leaned in after President Roosevelt said that and said, I'm sure she had it coming to her. You know, He finally got somebody who actually heard, but knew that he was just joking around, obviously. We hear so much stuff, but the truth is, we listen to very, very little of what we hear. This is the challenge to us in our society today. Um, James chapter one, verses this whole text that we just had read for us by Nina, deals with this issue of listening, and challenges us in many ways. Earlier in this chapter of James chapter one, he encouraged believers who were facing trials and temptations. In that time period when he wrote this letter and he reminded them of the hope they have in Jesus Christ and the crown that they will receive for those who follow Christ Jesus in the end so they have hope in what is at the end of their race and though therefore he commands then in this text what we're gonna read today in verses 19 and 20 he said my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen Slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. You see, there's a real problem in our society today, and that includes you and me, is that we do not listen. We do not really, truly listen. We hear most everything, but we do not listen. We have lost the habit of listening and replaced it with the habit of speaking. I mean, the United States has the right of free speech, right? We can speak our opinion. We can protest. That is a fundamental right of this country and what makes partly why it makes it a great country to live in. But just imagine the chaos in a church community if we all spoke our opinion loudly and nobody listened. It would be chaotic if all we did was speak without listening. James commands Christians. Here, that everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, the Apostle James wrote to Christians who faced persecution and hardship. And they had, every, they had a lot of things to complain about if they so choose to do that. But the command here is to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And it reveals this connection between these two because we cannot listen when we're speaking we may think we can but we can't it's impossible so be quick to listen slow to speak james tells us and and naturally if we are slow to speak then we will also be slow to become angry that goes hand in hand too if we're quick to listen slow to speak then we will naturally be slow to become angry so what does it mean here when uh, james says listen what does he really mean by that well here and also in the scriptures in general, to listen means to interact with what is heard. Uh, J- Jesus said to a crowd in Matthew chapter 15, Listen and understand. That's what he is meaning, to, what it means to truly listen, is not just hear, but to understand, to interact with what is heard. And James commands us to be quick to listen. So this word listen means just to hear, but it carries with it this meaning to flush it out more, to attend to, to consider what is or has been said, to understand, perceive the sense of what is said, to comprehend. That's a lot different than just hearing. So what does James mean to be quick to listen? This means that listening should be the first thing that we try to do. The first thing, we're quick to do that first, before we speak, and when we, especially when it comes to the Word of God, we need to be quick to listen. And we really listen to God's Word, this means that we will interact with it, we will think about it, we will try to understand it and how it applies to our situations. And if we truly listen, we means we will not only hear it, but we will understand it and evaluate its content. Listening means to interact with what is heard. So this means filtering out what is good and what is useless. It means that it requires us to think. It means that we interact with what we hear. And interact just means to act on each other. And it means that the sound that enters our ears or the idea that enters our minds, that we interact with it. And we evaluate it. Is it useful? Are useless, is it good or is it bad? And we filter that through as scripture says in 2 Corinthians. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is a description of interacting with what we hear or what we read, what enters our minds. Let me try to illustrate this from something I've experienced personally. I've mentioned this many times, I walk my dog most days. And so I'm outside, and she's almost 11 years old now. We've almost had her for 11 years. So I've been doing this pretty much every day for 11 years. And I've heard them all my life. And I heard them for years walking my dog, but I never really paid attention. I never really listened. Until one day, I remember thinking, because you do the same walk, you get bored, and you're trying to figure out you know, how to keep your mind active. And uh, I remember one day, I was like, huh, I wonder how many different birds I'm hearing every day. And so I started to just try to notice, like if I heard a bird make a call, I'd try to see if I could see the bird. But that was really hard, because usually they're in the trees and the leaves, and you can't, so once in a while, I would find which bird was making the noise that I heard. And I would say, oh, so that, and then I was like, well, what kind of bird is that? I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what the birds are. So I would start to look and, and do some research and what different birds look like and what calls they make. And I mentioned this to my mom. She sent me a CD of bird calls. So I started to listen to that while I drove around. And I'd be starting to hear like, oh, so that's what a robins make. Or, you know, that's what a blue jay makes and things like that. And so I started to really learn. And I was discovering a whole new part of creation that, I had heard my whole life, but I wasn't really listening. I wasn't seeking to understand. I was just hearing it, but I wasn't listening. And so now I can identify, because it's been years now that I've heard these birds and tried to understand, and I still do I'll periodically look into things and see. And I, I can tell you uh, calls of blue jays, and sparrows, and cardinals, and robins, and woodpeckers, and, um, the mockingbirds, yeah, there's different kinds of mockingbirds. There's the, the gray cat bird, and then there's the mockingbird. There's all these different, even blue jays are actually have some mocking qualities to them. Anyway, that's, that's the whole thing. But you get getting the idea that there's a whole world out there, a whole society that focuses on bird watching and bird calls and those whole things that I didn't even know about because I wasn't listening. And even this past week, May and I were walking as we you were know, recovering from COVID. We weren't contagious at that point. Um, we were out walking with Summer, my dog, in the afternoon, and, and I heard a bird call that I didn't know. It just stuck out. I was like, whoa, I've never heard that call before. And of course, I couldn't see the bird, so I didn't know what bird it was. But it just stuck out to me because I was listening. See, listening requires a decision of the will. We must be intentional. Hearing does not require any decision of us, right? <laughs> Sound just hits us whether we ask, ask for it or not, but are we truly listening to what we're hearing? And we can hear all kinds of sounds and on any given time, but listening, and the point here in the Scriptures is listening is a conscious act of interacting with what we hear. So, for example, just like our sound tech. So Matt is up there today uh, working the sound board, and their responsibility is, is to take all the sounds that are being amplified and mix them according to this controls on the soundboard to be a good mix. Uh, uh, in the sense, they have to. The hardest part is when, like Pastor Paul was just singing and leading, or this, there's more than one person up here. They take all the amplified sounds and they have to mix it in a way that one doesn't overpower the other. So it really requires concentration for them to listen to what we are hearing and singing along with but they have to listen specifically. And it's not that easy of a task to do. The Apostle James wants us to make extra special, quick and swift uh, effort to listen. Listen to the proclamation of God's word. Listen to the Holy Spirit's leading and prompting in our life. Listen to our family, our spouses, our friends, our coworkers, the people that are in our sphere of influence to quick, be quick to listen and slow to speak. You know, listen to those around us. Listen, really listen to them. Because as we're called to make disciples, we are to listen to the people in our lives. Listen for if God is working in their life so that we can join then God in what he's doing in them. How do you know this? If they're talking about life questions. If they're talking about questions they have about purpose of living. All those big life questions could be indication that God is working on them, that they're open, looking for answers. And then we, if we listen to them and we're quick to listen, then we can know how to share better the truth of the gospel of Christ Jesus in that context because we understand them. We understand their needs or their emotions much better if we listen rather than just speak to them without listening or understanding. So to listen requires us to interact with what we hear. And therefore, in the biblical context, to listen means to obey God's word. God said to the Israelites in Deuteronomy, He said, Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in the land, flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord... The God of your fathers promised you, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So the Lord God said, Hear, O Israel, be careful to obey. Listening in this context means obedience to the Lord God. God knows you're listening and I'm listening when we obey what he says. He knows we're not listening when we disobey what he says we really listen and understand God's word, we will obey his word. And the, there are two types of listening. There's passive listening and active listening. And the rest of our text in James really emphasizes these two aspects, passive listening and active listening. Let me read that, those verses again, 21 through 25. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So passive listening, or what I call lazy listening, or actually, it's not really listening, (laughs) right? It's just hearing when not interacting with what we do. We just forget about it. Um, You know, they did a study on sermons that most people remember about 10%, maybe, of what they hear in the sermon. Yeah, it's just true. that Oral communication is not the most effective way, but seeing body language and all that helps with memory or visuals. Those kind of things. But lazy listening is really not listening at all. It's not interacting with what we hear. It's not evaluating, determining what's true so that we can then act on what's true. It's just kind of letting it come in. And God wants us instead to be active listeners, not to forget what we hear. We believe God's written word to be true, then why are we not taking that truth and in Bedding it into our hearts and into our lives in obedience. You know, there's a danger when we, when we do not listen. If we simply hear without interaction, James puts it, we deceive ourselves. And that's, that's not where I want to be. But I know you don't either. We are often guilty of not listening. And for example, with respect to the things we listen to like music, Uh, podcasts, uh, whatever it may be uh, when we watch movies or entertainment or comedians or whatever it is. Uh, We often do not have the oomph, the intention to take time to evaluate what we're hearing and in a sense hold captive every thought because that takes too much effort. Man, that would mean we like work every time we listen to stuff, right? Um, So we usually go two routes, the easy route, I call it. We either just let it all come in, <laughs> right? And we don't evaluate it, just like suck it all down, Godzilla, the Kool-Aid, right? Or we say, oh, that stuff's bad. So I'm not going to listen to it. We censor it. We don't listen to it at all. We just cut it out. And so that's the easy route. We don't need to interact with anything. We either accept it all or we reject everything, the good and the bad, everything. And, and those either of these choices produce unhealthy results because choices to not interact with the ideas and the issues of this day that the people in our society are dealing with every day then keeps us from being able to connect with the people of every day that we're trying to share Jesus with. We need to listen. You and I must evaluate if we're a lazy listener. Are you a lazy listener? I know I am many times. Do we listen to the music, for example, without evaluating the messages in the songs that we're just drinking in? Do we listen to what they're saying? Do we play video games without thinking of the things that we're actually participating in and what that means without evaluating what that actually is, even though it's virtual, it's not real, but the ideas are real? Do we speak in a way where... We don't really care the words we use or how filthy our language is. Do we only look for opportunities in a conversation to speak what we know or what we have experienced without really listening to the conversation, other than to have an opportunity to share how great, you know, or this really exciting experience I had? Uh, Do we have a short temper? I bring all these up because these are all signs of that we are lazy listeners. We're not really listening in the situations we are. To listen means to obey God's word. So if we take just that, are we listening to God's word? Just ask yourself right now, how often do you listen to God's word? You know, there was a study, a LifeWay research study done in 2019, and this is what they found out. Now, this is of, among Protestant churchgoers, okay? And this is talking about personally, not what like we heard the word of God today. That doesn't count. Okay, it's what you do personally. And what they saw was 27%, or I'm sorry, 32% of people surveyed said every day they read the Bible. So they're listening to God's word every day. 27% said a few times a week, 12% said once a week, and then if you combine the next two, 16% said at least a few times or once a month. And then 12% never, or very rarely. See, if we do not listen to God and His Word, then naturally our rhythm of life is going to be disobedience because (laughs) we're not even hearing it. We're not even listening then. We don't have a chance to listen and even obey and interact with it. So to listen means to interact with what is heard. To listen means to obey God's Word. And then the last point to make today, to listen means to love. We love by listening. The act of listening means we put our attention on the other person and try to understand them and what they're, trying, what they're really saying, what they mean. And James knew if we are quick to speak, and even worse, quick to become angry, then we're not listening at all. And the fact is, most of the time, you and I think of ourselves. That's our default. And only in Christ Jesus can we think first of the other person. And praise God, he enables us in his spirit to do so. But we are commanded here to listen first rather than speak. We are to seek to learn about that other person in our life, what they mean, really, what they feel, what are their needs, and how can the word of God, the hope that we live in in Christ, then be spoken and shared with them. You know, it's funny, a Greek proverb says, we have two ears and one mouth that we may listen the more and talk the less. I like that. And then Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 challenges us. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. To share Jesus with people, we are to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to preach at them. You know, to give our little gospel presentation, without really listening to what their own questions are or where they're at. To listen is to love. The same applies to us in our relationships. If you don't listen to your, the other person in the relationship, that's going to suffer. So parents, for example, and us in this community in Cornerstone, for example, with our children, we need to show this love of Christ by listening to our children. What does that mean? That means interacting with what we hear from them, what we observe from them. You know, trying to understand their world, the music that they like, the, their lives, their friends, their, the pressures that they feel at their age group. Do we understand that, and are we listening to our children? And this takes time, and it's, it takes effort, and it's difficult, because we all are in relationships. We know it's hard to listen. It takes intentionality. And that's what it takes as a rhythm of life to make disciples of Jesus. And it starts within our own community. We have all these little people that we can also seek to love and listen and share Jesus with them. To listen is to love. And Jesus spoke of this truth when he said in John 14 15, If you love me, you will obey what I command. If we love Jesus, and obeys commands, then we are truly listening to the Lord God. To listen is to love. I love this illustration from this book um, called Directions by Hamilton, James Hamilton. And this is what he writes. He says, before refrigerators, people used ice houses to preserve their food. It was a long time ago. Ice houses had thick walls, no windows, tightly fitted doors like this one you see here. And in winter, when streams and lakes were frozen, large blocks of ice would be cut from the streams and lakes and then hauled to these ice houses. And then they put sawdust all over to like, insulate it. And actually, it was very effective. It would keep the ice, would last well into the summer months. And they'd go in there and be able to, to take off pieces of ice. But one time, the story goes, that this one man lost a val- very valuable watch when he was working in the ice house. And he told his friends, and so they were all trying to carefully, you know, rake through the sawdust because there's a lot of sawdust in there, and they couldn't find the watch. So they, they gave up. And this young boy had heard that they had been searching for this watch, so at noontime he snuck in there and he shut the door, and immediately he came out with the watch. And everybody was, like, amazed, they're like, how did you find the watch? We were looking forever for it. And he said, oh, I just shut the door, I laid down in the sawdust, and I was quiet and I heard the watch ticking, and I found the watch. He actually listened. Like this boy, are we willing to intentionally stop and listen to the Lord God, to his moving of his spirit, to to the people in our lives that God has placed us around, to each other in the body of Christ? Are we willing to do so and make this listening a rhythm of our life Well, here's some practical ways to do this. So first and foremost, begin everything with prayer. So begin everything. I mean, like conversations, if we can just simply just say, God, increase my discernment, as it says here. In a sense, increase my radar to know and hear where you're working with people, to listen. In a sense, what is behind the words they're saying? Asking the Spirit to give us discernment. Secondly. Spend time often reading the Bible and listening to it to write down what insights we're getting and share it with others and pray and ask the Spirit to lead us and help us in what the Spirit uh, is teaching us. This is a good one. Set up boundaries for ourselves with respect to our phones because our phones are everything to us. And so if we're with people, put the phone away. Don't continue to look at our phones and the apps because with the phone distraction, it's hard to listen to people and really listen. We can hear their words, but we're not going to be listening. And then the fourth one here is, I love this one, ask a close friend or spouse to how they think you could be a better listener. And then listen to what they have to say. (laughs) And then try to see if you can apply it to your life to be a better listener. You know these the rhythms of disciple making are begin with prayer listen and we'll get into eat and serve and story in the weeks to come so let's intentionally listen to the lord god listen to the people in our lives that he has placed us with as a representative of christ or as an encouragement to each other in the body of christ when we listen to each other and respond and then You you won't believe it. It'd be like me listening to the birds now. It's a whole new world that I didn't know where of. But when we begin to really listen, our our whole life is open opportunity for making disciples. Because God will lead us to those who are interested in him. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word. But Lord, we ask that your spirit would really enable us to listen. To listen to you, to obey And experience the abundant life that you have promised in Christ Jesus. That begins right now, but requires us to really listen. We pray for opportunities to make disciples, to share you with others, to spread and sow the seed of truth through what we do and what we say. But Lord, we also ask that your spirit would enable us to really listen this week to the people around us. And we ask this in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen.